Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Season 2 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to Lifetime original movies. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. So you're a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. I was a couple years older than this being, but then being the target audience for them. But they were like a duo of sisters, not unlike Prussian blue, the Nazi sisters. I remember <laughs> that documentary. Yeah. So they are the less attractive, non um, political sisters that okay. they came out on like Disney channel or something. They had like a run with them, but like people who are probably five years younger than me, like really remember them having a moment. So like and love late twenties, really early thirties, probably. Okay. No wait, a couple years younger than me. How old are you? I'm twenty. I'm I'm thirty. Oh my god. I do that too. Holy shit. I'm twenty something. I'm thirty three. No, okay. Thirty three. So I'm five year. No, I'm like four or five years older than you. So probably like. Yeah. Anyways. So kids who are probably like, so probably if there's like a 25 year old listening to this, they're like, oh, Allie and AJ, that's my fucking jam. Like they love them. Okay. Um, And I saw a lot of that on like the Facebook group. Now also in this movie is Jesse McCartney. Do you know who he is? Wait, are those girls in this movie? AJ is. Which one is she? She is Hannah Yoder. Oh, the main chick. Yeah. Furrow brow. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what I started uh, she does have a furrowed brow, but like, it doesn't like, it's almost like she had Botox or something. Like oh my she, God. I, can I, I like wrote some shit last night. Yeah. And I wrote, I wrote furrowed brow minus, uh, da, 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 hold on a second. Non-Botox brow furrow means she's not so sure. So I fucking got the Botox thing too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too, is that like. I had lines in my forehead at like 25. Right. If I like forward my brow with 20, I, I don't can't anymore. They're Me gone. Neither. But like I, and I also, I'm, I'm not ever on TV. So I have no reason <laughs> for that. It's just like literally like, yeah. well, I mean, I have an afternoon to kill. Like I'll, I guess I'll just go put some needles in my face. Sure. Um, but I've done my forehead and I noticed now like 25 year olds on TVs do not have like, I mean, you're, they're getting in at 25. Well, I, here's what I've heard is that like, it, you know, the like, it's preventative thing. Oh yeah, totally. But it's like, well, who gives a shit if you're going to get rid of them anyways? Yeah. And it's also like most of these people that I'm seeing get it don't even have like a full frontal lobe. So I'm like, you're not even acting as well as you could. And you're already taking uh, away. Well, also bullshit at 20, like you're not 25 too. 
Like, people lie about their age. Yeah, constantly. that's true, I guess. I mean, but, like, now in the age of the internet, like, if this girl was to tell me she was 22, I'd be like, no, nah, Google says differently. I also wonder, like, um, but, wait, what was I going to wonder? <laughs> Hold on. Steve, I also wonder, like, oh, my God, no, seriously, I forgot what I was going to Who say. lies about their age, though, by oh. the way? That freaks me out. Out. It's a terrible idea. Like, I do know a girl that's had a 30th birthday probably three times in the eight <laughs> years I've known her. And my, like, yeah, my old roommate had her second annual 32nd birthday or something like that. Yeah. And I was I, like, then just, you look like shit for your age. I know. There, there, there's also that. Does and it like, really make you look younger, too? That's what I wonder. Like, it doesn't, Botox doesn't necessarily make you look younger. It just makes your face not look like it moves. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it makes you look younger. No, I think that like the deepness of the lines is mm-hmm. like can be a little bit aging. That's true. You look like you've been around the block a little but bit no, more. But no movement doesn't change your... Well, how often... I mean, when you really think about it now, well, we're like distorted out here. We don't know. That's we true. talk to so many people whose eyebrows and their foreheads do not move. That's true. So like... I'm just desensitized to it. Me too. I went to Baltimore for a, uh, a thing recently, like a seminar. And there was a woman sitting across from me. And I legitimately, my friend said to me after, like, how old do you think that woman was? And I was like, I don't know, like maybe like 50. She was like, Molly, she was 36. <gasps> and I yeah. was like, oh, LA has fucked me up. Well, it's also the thing of like, y- there's no there's no needles and in injection you can get for that, that youthful look. No. Of like not having had not having binge drank for the past 10 years. I think it's also, I think it's like Ramona Singer does some good stuff on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's a lot of lasers. You think once you get the lasers yeah. in the mix, that's when you yeah. maybe start to peel some age off. That and then like not having kids. That too. But like we also know kids that are people, we also know people that look so much older than they are because totally. of all the stuff they've done to their faces. That's so true because it's like, why do you need that so much? You must be older. And then like, I feel like I still look, I still look and dress like I did when I was 22. You don't look any different. But I do, but I'm older. So I see a 37 year old and I'm like, how is she 37? It's like, no, she just looks like a normal adult. And meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, with pigtails and heart glasses. Yeah, no, totally. Same deal. Same. I dress like a 12 year old. I just see that in a meeting the other day because I was talking about how someone like, oh, Carol from Real Housewives in New York. I'm like, I just wish she'd get a little bit more age appropriate. Like, I understand she can wear a bikini under a lace dress to dinner, but like, I what? No, but she's 60 years old nearly. That's never been age appropriate though. And she was like, well, I'm not age appropriate. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not talking about people like you and me who are wearing like cargo pants and ring right. tees. Like I'm talking about that we look like boys. Like I'm talking about women that are like, girl, Classy. a blazer wouldn't hurt. Class it up. Yeah. Throw a blazer on it. <laughs> so um, I have to ask, why did you think this movie was called Expecting Amish before you watched it? I Okay. Well, I got in thinking that it was an Amish murder movie. Oh, yeah. And then as soon as I started watching, I was like, oh, no, she's going to get knocked the fuck up. But then I was like, no, this little bitch, she's like so tight and like annoying. There's no way this is going to be. Maybe she's not expecting to be Amish anymore. And then I was like, oh, no, she actually gets pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just gave it away for Steven. But it is when it's Steven. No, no. Why did you think it was called expecting? Well, no. When I hear the word expecting, I think pregnancy. I feel like that's just baseline. Like I just didn't expect that. I, did, I wasn't I, expecting that. You weren't expecting that on much. But I will tell you this, is that I literally kind of just skimmed it because when we were talking about also doing maybe Amish murder mystery 
with Neve Campbell, star of the Scream. What is it called? Franchise. Four? Franchise. Yeah, Scream. Four. One. I mean, there's trilogy, but then what happens? Oh, quadrilogy. Antho- is, is it just anthology or what? Quad. I don't know. Yeah, Quadrology. I don't know. Greek. Anyway, it's one of those things. She was in all of them, and she's great as Sydney. But um, I really so I was like, I want to watch that. But then we've done a lot of murder this season. Mm-hmm. I also feel like you talk about murder a lot. That's true. You don't want to shove murder down your throat. Karen came on here and did murder. Okay. That, then you said, what about expecting Amish? So I just did like a cursory glance. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, when it says things changes when she goes to Hollywood and gets a glimpse of the world beyond. And I was like, I, like, is she getting cast in things? And they were expecting her to show up yeah. Amish. But she's like, you know, Me looking too. like a normal. I didn't know. Or I thought, she's expecting to go back and be Amish. Yeah, I thought it could have been anything like that. I <laughs> And then. We'll get to a point, but you guys, spoiler alert, she does lose her V in this movie. And very unceremoniously, like, she did it all in one day. Well, here's my thing, is that I was so bored by this thing that I just kept fast-forwarding a little bit and a little bit. Yeah. Passed over that whole part, and then was like, oh, shit, she's pregnant. And then was like, but I don't care enough about these characters to go back and watch her fucking i i know that her boning situation is going to be so boring right that it's not even worth going back and so here's the okay here's the other thing is that i unfortunately at this point in this in this whole process i can't get bored by them like i have sat through ones that are so bad that it's like well no i can't just not just for the sake that i like need to go over the movie but also like, if I was going to get bored, it would have happened a long time ago. I get it. Like, yeah. I, there's been certain Haley Duff movies that have been a real <laughs> struggle for me. Um, and she is a queen. Oh, for sure. So, um, I want to go over just a quick Amish fun fact. I think we're going to sprinkle in some fun facts about the Amish. Are there any? Uh, yeah. So this actually ties into the very beginning of the movie, which is baptism in the Amish faith happens most often between 18 and 22 years old. Until this happens, the person is not permitted to marry. And when they do marry, it must be to another church member. Okay. So I didn't didn't know know that that like 18 to 22 is when you do your commitment, which by the way is way better than Catholicism where they're like, you're 17. Like we still have power of attorney over you. Yeah. You can, you belong to us. You're a dependent. It's not a choice. No. Um, So, and, like, the whole idea of, like, Rumspringa is so interesting to me. It's almost, like, it's almost forward-thinking in a way. It's, like, I'm almost, imp- I'm, I'm impressed by it. It's, like, legit. Uh, there's been a many things throughout this movie that surprised me. But, like, the more I think about it, the more I jam on that thought, I'm, like, wow. Like, yeah, they, they want know? you. they want you to want it. They don't, they're not going to force you into it. They want you to go see the world and decide if this is really for you. And I, I mean, maybe it's there's a different reason for it, but I'm, I'm impressed by that a little bit. And it's also like a way of keeping their community pure because it's like, if you're going to go lose your mind, we're going to send you out into the world where you can like go do math for three months and we maybe never see you again. We don't want you. Maybe you weren't supposed to be here to begin with. That just onset the schizophrenia we would have to deal with later. So thank, like, thank God we got rid of Samuel or whoever. Go let him live off of the, got the, uh, English government. The English people's government instead mm-hmm. of us. Yeah, Which absolutely. Is, is that what they call us, English people? They call us English. The English. Nice. Right? Probably. Because I did a, I did an um, the like only uh, one of the only Amish murders for a live show once, and they call us the English. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And he was crazy. So then there's this one too, which I just 
we have to acknowledge this just because there is such a strong undertone of male dominance in the society. Oh, yeah. And also, like, there's a lot out there about what really goes on in these communities. And it's not pretty. Um, and it says that they are strict pacifists. The Amish reject any form of violence. To this aim, Amish members do not participate in the military. Well, that like, okay, fine. Maybe you don't participate in the military, but, like, isn't it a well-known community of just, like, beating the shit out of your daughters and, like, letting your neighbors rape them and stuff like that? I don't know. Yeah. That's what we assume, is it? I mean, that's what... That's what like comes out about the Amish every few years. It's like into like investigation into the Amish community. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Um, And some of them are really strict, and some of them are super lax. I had no idea some of the things that they knew. I was like, how did they know that? I think it's a little bullshit that you're you quote don't participate in the military. I mean, listen, I'm not a fucking patriot, but it's also like you're gonna live here and and you're not gonna give them give you know at least have flat feet <laughs> like my grandfather um was in was in the military but he had flat feet so they couldn't let him like he yeah. was a, he was a nurse i think that you, i think that you can't you can't live in this country without the option to part, quote participate like saying i don't participate is a fucking is kind of bullshit well i'll go ahead and tell you that that is the one area of my life in which i am not a feminist and like i really do not want to get drafted and i would love i'm not talking about the draft i'm talking about if you want if you want to oh if you want to be in it the fact that it's just a period at the end of that sentence totally as you know my brother was a marine and it made his life incredible some people love it horrible it should be a good option so um watching this amish baptism all these like these two 22 year olds have just come back getting baptized they're about to get married next week then there's this big break samuel her boyfriend is like and her her brow from the fucking first minute we see her what's her name hannah hannah her brow is furrowed and it's like she doesn't know if she wants this just by brow furrow alone which is like a fucking note for like don't get too much botox i wrote one amish girl one amish girl looks on concerned yeah she was very concerned she was so her boyfriend basically is like so are we the next ones and then she runs which guys that's not a great sign like <laughs> I, normally a woman is kind of into that news right so um oh i wrote in my notes here low-key if you're in an amish village and the hottest dude there wants to marry you you need to go for it yeah but he had like this i was like when is he gonna beat her oh yeah no because he had this like air he's gonna beat her up throughout the whole movie and then he didn't i said uh oh don't talk about oh so while they're getting baptized the two of them mm-hmm. the prayer or whatever is about childhood and adulthood and yeah. they're talking about it together in a way that was like super creepy to me that like childhood and adulthood and marriage and it's like just makes you think of boning but uh, with the word children thrown in right it's very by the way also i noticed this a lot people going back and forth in the comments on um the facebook group were saying like oh, I love that show. Or, or like, the, is it that movie about the Mormons? And I'm like, you guys are, everyone is mistaking polygamy and or Mormonism <laughs> for Amish. Like, I, that's what I think, that's what I was thinking about the whole, like, you fuck your, you fuck your nieces and nephews and shit with 
not with Mormon. I don't want to offend Mormons, but FLDS. With, yes, with yeah. the whole poly- with polygamy, which I know is not a normal Mormon thing. Blah blah blah. Mormons but like, like are yeah, way not. I've that. heard that, but I've he- but I didn't hear that about Amish people, which is like not a stretch and not hard to believe. Yeah, but I don't know, so I don't know the like modern uh, Mormon people I know are very like cool and forgiving. And yeah, open. Me too. yeah. Me too. Um, I wrote, the first thing I wrote was reminds me of something I would have been an extra on okay. in the early 2000s. You could be, you could do this. I Were was. you an extra? Yeah. And in it, lifetime movies, not in lifetime, unfortunately. And I was on Dharma and Greg. Love it. Like 2000, maybe 99, 2000. And I was on, um, the clueless TV show. Oh my God. No way. Yeah, in the background in a bathing suit. How old were you? I think I had just moved to LA. So I was 18 or 19 and oh I looked God. young. I looked like a 14 year old. So they were like, they like pulled me out of line and they're like, we need people who look like children. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was on that. And then I was on a couple of other little things, but like, that's huge. You can see me in those. And this reminded, it had that feeling of like, like sometimes I'll watch these and be like, Oh God, that poor extra. And I'll like picture their headshots and stuff. And this totally had that feeling to me. Would you always hope for like a Gunther moment where you were just supposed to be like a one line or like just walking through the background and all of a sudden, like you take over the scene. Yeah. Or they'd be like, she's so cute and like easy to work with. Cause I'd say yes to everything and not complain about like the hard boiled eggs they'd feed us. But that's not a thing. And eventually I just hid you hard boiled eggs. The, yeah, they fed you shit. Oh, like when they put you, when they keep you in the holding pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the most degrading thing ever. Oh like, my to watch god! At, like sometimes uh. that two broke girls would be scenes with like homeless people, <gasps> and like so there would just be like a pen of like two hundred people dressed <laughs> like homeless that people. Was and a was, pen. Like, yeah. We'd like hang out in a gymnasium, and then eventually towards the end, I just went and hid when they were recording. And what do you make? Sixty-one dollars a day or something? Yeah, I think when I was, I think like ninety-nine, two thousand was when I did it and you'd make like 80 bucks a day, but it was like 16 hours and they were mean to you. It seems completely illegal. Yeah. It has to be illegal. I'm sure. Okay. So digression. Hannah and her boyfriend are chopping wood. We do a lot of that. We, this, the movie barely matters. Um, Hannah and her boyfriend are chopping wood. I guess it's just you and me. We're not supposed to be alone together. Samuel, we could get punished, but we're not alone. We're surrounded by the birds and the bees. Very funny. We're going to Los Angeles. What are you talking about? We thought there was no way they'd say yes. Yeah. Our parents, I mean. But we figured let's at least try. Yeah, and I mean, just thought what's the worst that could happen? We should just try and we ask. We and... to our parents. Do you know what's going on? I have no idea. Okay, one more time, slowly. What in the world are you talking about? We're talking about Rum Springer. Rum Springer, we're going. We're going to Los Angeles for Rum Springer. <laughs> Okay, so many thoughts. Yeah. He is a tight ass and boring. And why would you want to marry him in the fucking first place? I mean, he's like the cutest. I mean, did you see the other options? Like, Yeah, run away. I mean, I guess that's true. What a boring bore. I know he is boring. And she's boring as fuck, too. They're both vanilla cake. Yeah. And then on top of that, he's like kind of a horn dog and i'm like oh, dude yeah. the birds and the bees yeah like she's so that is for them that's like that's like that's like send me a fucking picture of your crotch that and then really she's is. like okay like she wasn't even into that can you imagine no. and they're gonna get married her 
her dad probably killed his her mom. We don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. they did, right? It's not good. No, something probably happened mm-hmm. there. She's so bland. Or like she had cancer and they thought he could pray it away or something. Right, 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 right. right. You know, like yeah. how does someone just die? Right. There's no information on that. No. Unless there was a terrible like barn accident. Um, so my thought here is I wrote, how do they even know what Los Angeles is? That's a good point. I like didn't, I didn't understand. So uh, her younger brothers and sisters are uh, asking Hannah's, are asking what Rumspring is. And it's when an Amish kid reaches a certain age, they're given a choice to go into the real world and decide whether or not they want to return. It's mm-hmm. an exercise in free will. Which we've seen the fucking reality show, of course. It, uh, I saw the very first one they ever did. And now I know they're all just like so scripted. Oh, it yeah. bums me out. I watched pieces I'm really down for the ones that are like, um, like a soft scripted or not like a soft scripted, but like when you get, or like a, a full blown documentary yes. about like just like Irish or Irish Amish kids, like off the rails. Yes. Um, so her dad's like not a huge fan of the process, but there's nothing you can do. He's a huge fan of shaving his mustache and not his beard though. That I know. was so distracting for By me. By the way, like remember that because I kept thinking last night, like, no actor did that. That's glued to oh, his face. Oh, for sure. And like there is there into our final lifetime scale, hair and makeup do they do have some representation. <laughs> so then this is why I know she knows about Los Angeles. For some reason, she has a map of the United States. She loves an atlas. <sighs> Which I'm like, how does she get an atlas? Yeah. Also, like, isn't that just like the biggest cock tease ever for like an Amish kid? Like, none mm-hmm. of it means anything to them you're Mm -hmm. never leaving Lancaster you can know all of this exists (laughs) but like you can never have it yeah or for all you know all it is is Amish people exactly it's like it's going to Disneyland and riding the tram around and never getting to go in the park no the tram yeah so um Hannah asks Samuel why he doesn't want to go to LA again with them and he's like angry and he feels like she's breaking the plan why isn't he going with her because he just like he's just like a bitch boy. Like he just wants to stay home and get married and do the right thing. Like beat up his wife. Yeah, he's a pussy. I don't know. Like I really don't think like, and I hate to use that word in a derogatory sense. He's just a wuss. Like mm. he doesn't. He doesn't have a like. He doesn't. There's no sack on on Samuel over here. <laughs> so um, Hannah's dad is having a breakdown about a button that fell off of his shirt. I and know. It's not about the button. I know, but you know what's so annoying to me about that scene is like. If you take out the pretty sweet music behind it, uh, insinuating that it's really sweet and he's sad, yeah. he's just a fucking dick. Yeah. Like this like lovely music of he's scared that his daughter's going to go. It's like, well, how come he, how come men can't just be like, I'm scared you're going to go and I love you. Yeah. Instead, and- it has to be this music of like, he's actually just scared. Well, he's also being a fucking asshole. Because I think, I mean, and I don't know, I don't want to put Amish words in people's mouths, <laughs> but I will say that I don't think that they... Uh, wish well for their children or the women in their community. And Absolutely like, not. And like ex- to express gratitude would be a form of weakness because that's just supposed to be her job. Right, right. To not sew that button on his shirt would be forsaking God. And like standing outside and stargazing and dreaming about L.A., like that's not, that's a waste of your time. Totally. So her friends will pull up in a horse and buggy. And I love that this is their version of like pulling a mini ha- minivan up to a house before a road trip. They're like, Hannah, come on. We're going to yeah. be late. And it's like, I'm sure you're late everywhere because your vehicle of choice is a horse. You're like, actually going to be four and a half hours early to the airport <laughs> because you left seven and a half hours early in your fucking horse and buggy. Exactly. Horse and buggy. Yeah. Horse and buggy. So, uh. 
Hannah says goodbye to Samuel. This this makes no logic at all. He says he's going to call her from a payphone in town at midnight, her time. Right. No, their time. Right. Because she'll be home. And she goes, that's too late for you. Which, like, as if 3 a.m. his time is right. less of an absurd right. hour. Like, I think they wrote it backwards. They didn't. They didn't. It, didn't ma- it actually didn't matter. Right. He could have just been calling her at any time. Right. But they threw that in, and I don't know why, but... To make her not be home when he called. But my, another thing that was hard for me is when I was, how old is she supposed to be? 18 or 18? Uh, Whatever. Yeah. At that point, oh, when yeah, I had a age. boyfriend, I didn't go on trips with that. Like, I was so, uh, so codependent. Oh, totally. That I wouldn't have left. Oh, because uh, you're going to marry everyone you meet at that age. Uh, he's, yeah, we're in love. He's going to, and if, he, and if the minute I'm not there, he's going to forget about me and fuck someone else. So, yeah, like, oh, totally. the fact that this woman this girl is like i'm gonna go without you goodbye like that's so hardcore awesome independent like i'm gonna do this even if you don't want to because i need to live my life oh my god you know hannah has it in her so they get to the city uh and they're gonna get in a cab but one of them doesn't trust it because taxis are yellow right again how do they know that and Um, like oh here's the fucking token bullshit fucking cab driver oh. who's just like it's so racist racism aside like oh this whole God. thing is so i mean and o- it's like comic obviously. relief racism yeah it's like oh my god 100%. this poor guy who probably like can i watch his lifetime movie of going home and be like i had these fucking asshole amish kids, amish kids who like i the Paid minute they got like out of the car in la coins. i was like they didn't tip him they didn't oh. fucking tip him. Oh, no, they didn't tip him. No, absolutely not. They don't. Why would you know, like, what tipping is? No. People are confused about it within our own country yeah. that are, like, active in the world. 20% on everything, everyone, unless they've touched your body, so, like, they wax you or they massage you, then 25%. Oh, yeah. Period. I, it's, a, you, if it's a beauty service, I always think, like, tip big or go home Definitely. because they're going to fuck you up next time. My dad's always like, if they have to touch you, you have to give them a bigger tip. Your dad's right. He is right, but he, then he tips 50 cents on a drink. You want a taxi? This is not a taxi. What do you mean? Taxis are yellow. Yes or no? Let's go already. Would you mind taking us to this address, please? You on city streets or freeway? Uh, pardon me? You have maybe 20-minute window uh, before 405 becomes a total parking lot. So we can take Pico, but there's construction at Bundy, so you choose. What was the first thing you said? I thought riding in a car would be more fun. Hey, let's find the bedrooms. Oh, my God. 
Look at their stupid outfits. Hey, uh, how come the one girl is super hot? Mary? Yeah, and then the bang girl is a fucking idiot. Oh, Mary's the... Oh, oh okay. Oh, no, no, no. I know who you're talking about. The so, one yeah. girl is, like, so smoking. She looks like a... Mo- like, she really does look like an exotic model. She's like, so... And she's also, like, you're not totally white. Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. Yeah. Like, I don't know where she came from. Like, in a good I, way. Like, in a you never... No, she looks like a, like a biracial, beautiful queen. Totally. just like, wow, like other races have to fuck each other or there will yeah, be no beautiful please people. no more white pure white uh and then the other girl with the big fat bangs is an absolute like she's the comic relief ding dong she's a harlow like i will tell you this like she really i really there were several times where i'm like you no one trusts mary around your man no one trusts i i agree but i have thoughts about that but we'll okay. talk about it later right because it's the man's fault obviously N- yes but also it's like <laughs> it's not like they're in love with each other it's like you and you you're married it's exactly. like and she's just like hey i'd like to talk i'd like to appreciate you and i would like you more as a husband than this person you're trying you're who's prettier than me that you're trying to chase like i'd actually be a good wife for you and he's like Nope, I'm in love with the person. Like, I actually kind of like her that she's at least trying. I mean, she's definitely, like, option number three. Like, yeah. Like, her, like, we're, you know, because she's the star of the movie, blonde girl is, like, number one hottie in Who the village. Who has never smiled in her life. Never smiled in her life. She's carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. I mean, who knows? Three years ago, before her mom died, maybe she smiled. Sure. But, you know, the smile, her, she's lost her smile. I don't know. I think I'm on Mary. Is it Mary? I think I'm on her side. I'm like, she's trying to be, she's just trying. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Mary is like accepted her fate and she's going to take what she can get. Mm-hmm. So the Amish kids check out the sites. They're doing the Hollywood Boulevard thing. Basically, whatever you have to do when someone new comes to LA where you're like, the whole, can I take a picture with you? Yeah. So hilarious. then the best part was like, wasn't it like a um, cost, uh, like, wasn't it a Cinderella in costume that has to take picture with them? Was it? I thought, I mean, I because I, I saw Cinderella and then I missed the line and I was like, I hope that was Cinderella that just asked to take a picture that would with be them. Awesome. I wasn't paying attention to that part. But I'm like, what movie does she think they're from? Like, what are these characters <laughs> from? Or is she just like, hey, crazy religious Can garb? I say those horrible aprons they're wearing are very slimming? Yeah, of course. No, it's the triangle shape. Also, I would, with a bonnet on, they all looked pretty. I would not look good with a bonnet. No. You know? I don't think most... I actually... I think that they mostly looked good in a bonnet because they were built for their heads. Mm. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? You don't go buy a bonnet. Yeah, if you just, like, get a bonnet at the store, it's not going to look right. You need to get that couture bonnet. For sure. For sure. Um, So they're doing all of L.A. in one day. They, like, go to the ocean. Can we say you just don't do? No, they did did two weeks worth of hanging out in L.A. in the first day. I was an hour and a half late to this house. Mm-hmm. in uh let's say the eagle rock area yeah oh, no, from, people know i'm the queen of glendale okay from glen to glendale from the the ocean it took me an hour and a half i'm never late and it was stressful no I it's the most stressful thing on these people Stephen and i were talking about this sometimes like if i know i'm gonna get into a car stress i just lift i'm not gonna like run the risk Ugh, of like yeah. road raging or like murdering I, vehicular manslaughter is my biggest fear because that's just like okay if I actually kill someone Girl. I'm probably have been mad and I've probably been driven to the point but like just randomly like vehicularly manslaughtering some people yeah. biggest nightmare I uh, my therapist is very much like throw money at the problem you get stressed out when you drive 
yeah. get a fucking lift. You you have a little money. Yeah. Throw money at it. Throw money at the problem is right. So back at the house, they're on the mansion that I don't know how they're affording. <laughs> they all um, they're figuring out what to do for the night. So now I'm starting to realize that this is all the same day. They arrived <laughs> that morning, and then they all go. They decide they can go to an all ages club and right. go to a show at the Greek, or they can sneak into a Hollywood club. A show at the Greek sounds amazing. Am I wrong? I know, and I'm I don't understand why they didn't do that Dude. because like Mary's so easily impressed by like an elementary like yeah. low level mashup. And electronics there's no way that they would not have been blown the fuck away like right. what's who who do you think was playing that night ryan adams let's go say they let's say they go see ryan adams play. even ryan cabrera would be probably <laughs> exciting for them they all want to go to the club but hannah says she wants to stay back and talk to samuel so this is i'm this is when i realize it's all the same day she okay. gets the call it's the first time that the two of them have ever talked in a phone. Oh, my God. They don't know what to say to each other, which is like, yeah, like, unless you're in the practice of talking right. on the phone, hi, bye is really all you got, yeah. you know? So she tells them it's amazing. Um, they, drove in a, they drove around in a van that day that they had cut the top off of. Oh, my. Come <laughs> That's, on. It's a Starline, like, tour bus no or whatever. No that stupid. I know. It's sad. They had cut the top off. It's called a buggy without the top. A yeah. topless butt. Like, just say that. Topless buggy, exactly. So then she's like, oh, we went to the Chinese theater where all the stars put right, their hands right. in the concrete. And he's like, oh, Chinese actors. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Back up. How do you even know about Grauman's Chinese theater? Or Chinese people. Or Chinese... Thank you. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a Chinese Amish person. <laughs> Um, and he's like, I'm cold. I'll call you in a few days. And I'm like, no shit, because you're calling from like a payphone in Lancaster, Pennsylvania in the rain. <laughs> so they have a toaster oven in the house. They've made about half a loaf of bread of toast because they're so blown yeah. away by the technology. Toast. It's not like you can't put bread on top of fire and have toast. No, I mean, like, they're just like, it It, it makes the fire yeah. for you. Like, they're, ca they're cavemen. <laughs> like, I like toast is amazing. I love it. But like. It's not that great. Calm down. And there's also so many other things. Like, if you showed them an ego, can you imagine what would happen? <laughs> what would happen? Yeah. So, um, Mary's hung over when she wakes up, and Hannah's being, like, the heavy, and she's like, you know that underage drinking is against she the law, right? She is such a boring... I don't know why she's she's the star. I want to watch the hot one be the star. She is so fucking milk toast, literally. Yeah. Milk toast. And so boring. Like, shut up. Well, I why mean... Are we why are we rooting for her? I think this is first act, Hannah, and I think we're going to see a lot of discovery throughout the film. Mm. You know, they need to set her up to be the wet blanket in order for her to really fly. Does she fly? In is a way. She flies Do a Amish lot. fly? She fl I mean, I don't even know how she has an ID. Like, okay. how do they have identification? No, they Where don't. do you get that? They don't. Alvarado? Um, so... They're like, Hannah, you're going out tonight, girl. And then there's like a little bit of a montage where honestly, they get this girl oh, ready. Yeah. They do better hair and makeup yeah. at, as a brand new human to this earth yeah. than I have as a yep. person who's been trying to do my hair and makeup since I was 14 years old. That is, that is a fucking tight braid. Although I guess they're used to braiding. Or, but she don't know. She just has like beautiful curls yeah. and she has like nice lipstick on. She has a nice smoky eye. Like, and then they put her in a fucking 1980s like substitute teacher dress. And it was a little sees... bit like the pretty and pink final scene. Dress. And it's like, what are you? There's like, what are you wearing? It's like from fucking dress barn. Yeah. And she looks at herself in like 
I think she should just run away with herself. Yeah, I think you know? she was trying to have like a vintage moment, but it was like, girl, mm-hmm. no, you just Honey. look old as hell. <laughs> um, so they get to the party. Mary points out the guy that she'd met. Uh, he's hot and he looks like a total douche. Like For she sure. found she found herself a douche at Barney's Beanery or wherever they went. <laughs> Good girl. And so they all ditch Hannah when they get there, which I don't understand why she doesn't follow any of them. Yeah. She just stands there. She's like, wait, don't you guys. Me. And I'm like, what are you, in an invisible you know cell? Why? Like, because walk. they can't stand her. Yeah. Like, they were really hoping she wouldn't come. You're right. You're right. They probably were hoping that she would, like, bail out at the last minute. Yeah. And be like, I'm going to order this thing I've heard called pizza. Like, later they were like, why did you tell her? I know. Mary, Mary, why did you tell her? You're so stupid. So Mary sees a cutie. It's Jesse McCartney. He's the DJ. Mm-hmm. And she trips over his Who's wire. He? Who is he? Is he someone we should he know? He sings that song, Beautiful Soul. Mm. Stephen played it for me. You'll know it Steven! right away. Oh, it's a classic from oh my like God, oh my God, 2001, Ooh, 2002. It. His eyebrows. He's, so, like, he's like an Aaron Carter type, but like. Uh, but like. But without the math. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Pre-meth. he's done, like, he was on Young and Hungry. He was a series regular on that. Mm. He was in Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. Play this for me. Um, I don't know any of I'm too old for eat this. I'm going to go eat a carrot while you do that. He was also <laughs> a series regular on uh, Army Wives. Here we go. Mm, I don't, any of this. Classic. Classic. This is, like, pre-Jason Mraz. Like, nice. you know, around the same time as Jason Mraz, waiting for this Logan Lucky commercial to end. Here we go. Steven it out. Oh, what? That's Aaron Carter. No, this is Jesse McCartney. No. This is Jesse McCartney. <laughs> Ew. So I remember beautiful. this. Oh my God. He's, there's so many thoughts going through my head. His hair looks so crunchy and he looks 12. <laughs> Those girls are 24. He's 12. <laughs> I mean. Okay, so that's him. We're supposed to get a big boner for him. So he's like yeah. a big, he's a big babe. He's a big draw to this movie. I actually didn't mind him. He was the, I think, the least irritating person. I have some big notes okay. on him. Okay. I really do. I took, um, I'm just chewing into the mic, you guys. Sorry. Oh, every, People hate that. I did it last two weeks ago. And I just. Oh, everyone, you know what? I don't listen to anyone about it. I cook eggs during one of my podcasts every week. Like, I'm just like, I want eggs. Wait, I wrote, uh, here, can I read some weird notes? Um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. No, wait, I wrote water. What a bummer. I don't know what that means. Oh, she wanted water at one point, didn't she? Probably. Uh, Sounds right. Lil Sis is a cunt. Um, calm down, dude. I don't know. Also, God, what a bummer. Cosplay as Amish? Why don't people cosplay as Amish? Do they? I don't know. Beige suitcases for everyone. Everyone had a beige suitcase in this. Yeah. God I forbid mean, you how do they fucking... get any of this stuff? I really don't know. I know they have the village. Like, This is my thing with Amish, too, is that they might be like some of these other religions where you expect them because they live such... Um, simple lives mm-hmm. that they don't have money but then when they go and do something it's like they do a big so it's like well they don't spend money i feel like they exactly so, so they, they have, have it, it right so if they like need to go into town and buy some suitcases they'll wheel them back sure you know but no beige ones for everyone oh um 
then could oh i was thinking that the dad could have said goodbye good luck get laid get fucked remember when people wrote that in your um <laughs> your yearbook not mine i was a big nerd okay no had that. That. Uh, okay i don't know oh who who who's on tour buses uh these losers yeah. like it's Clearly. so they're so sad Woo-hoo. i i've been often referencing like do you remember like when you were a kid and there was that kid in your class that like even when you guys were 12 years old when like a plane would fly up they'd be like wow a plane yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like yeah man like we're 12 like we've been on them <laughs> we've seen them mm-hmm. it's the same kid who accidentally called the teacher mommy that one time oh yeah oh That's my, my god you're kid. so Right, mom. Oh my god, you're so Mommy. and then everyone laughed. That poor kid. We've all done it. I haven't yeah. done it, but we all we know him. Here's the thing though, is that like like I can laugh at people for way for way lesser offense like for way I don't know, like for me that's just the such the perfect amount of sad yeah. that I can't laugh at it. Because you know what it means. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, the enormity of it. It's not this one moment and one word. It's like we're we're, any podcaster has been in huge. No podcasters were ever popular as kids. No, so I I seriously doubt it. I don't think so either. So we all get it. We all get it. We've been there. So uh, all of a sudden, Hannah breaks this guy's DJ equipment, but he's very kind about it. If if she weren't hot, you fucking kicked her in the teeth. Is she? Uh, but the other thing I noticed about this guy is that like, he's a milk crate DJ. Like this guy is not, so his main business is on digital, but they have like milk crates of records out next to him. And I'm like, dude, all right, this isn't the nineties. Like you're not New York. You're not going into an underground club. It's not legitimate in any way. No, it's just like that, that someone on on set was like, yeah, it'll be more believable. He's like carrying around records in a milk crate. Well, no one ever saw a DJ on set. They were like, what what do DJs look like? Yeah. Or even like the writer was like intentional being like, he's a real DJ. He has records. And then the producer was like, but we need some, I don't know what producers do. So then they write in this like Anna Kendrick and Pitch Perfect 2 moment where they're in a room and he's t- trying to explain to her that like he makes music but he makes it from this and like he's pointing the thing and she's like I've never seen a computer before <laughs> uh, let's play this scene okay. so you're not just a musician then huh well I I DJ for fun but I make my music on this beast right here on a computer yeah you don't need I don't know, instruments? No, I'm my sample. Uh, I'll show you, what, what's your favorite song? Um, I don't wanna say, it's okay. Why not? You'll laugh, it's really old. <laughs> You're looking at a guy who still listens to music that was written in the 80s what's the name of the song random burke concerto number six by j.s bach it was written in the 1700s okay so like the 1780s that's cool (laughs) we'll go with that all right let's add a couple pads Get a beat. Couple of synths. 
What do you think? It's amazing. <laughs> Anna? Oh, hi. Mahat? Are you ready to go? Um... Uh I can I can drive you back later if you want. That'd be great. I'll see you guys back at the house. Have fun, Hannah. Oh, Mary. Have fun, Hannah, you whore. Yeah, no, literally, that was the undertone was like, have fun getting finger blasted. And then look how, <laughs> by the way, look how hot this other friend oh, is. She's. She's, she's, she's uh, she's Kardashian slash what's the other one? Jenner level. Yeah. Hot. Like she, I mean, she really is like, if I was Amish and this was my daughter, I would not let her ass Absolute off the farm. I'd be not. like, she ain't coming back. And I'd be right? like, sorry, one of, one of our ancestors slept with a fucking not white person. I know. But like also additionally, never send this child to Hollywood. Nope. nope. Like just send her to. <laughs> Hartford, Connecticut, where she can get her jollies, but no one's going to like really pay attention or she'll right. just be the prettiest girl All right. in Hartford. So um, Josh, the DJ, says he doesn't understand why people like L.A. Traffic is bad. His car keeps getting broken into twice that week. That and I'm happen. like, hey, you live in the fucking hills. And also when you see his car, you're like, oh, that's why oh, there's no windows. So cute. It's adorable. But it's also like there's so many unbelievable narratives with this car. That car would cost so much money. Like I know you're trying to make him look like a fucking like he's in an old car. Exactly. But a two door whatever the fuck 1940s whatever the shit that that's is. That's what I aspire to. Yeah. That's... Like I aspire to like having that be a weekend car. No. Yeah. Except that with guy. The drop top. That guy's parents are rich. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. You mean shit. with the, with its top cut off? Is that what you with mean? The, yeah, with the top with the um, top cut off. That's exactly right. What I mean. That's you're totally right. <laughs> so, um, uh, Hannah tells him that she's sort of engaged. Um, it's always been in the plan. He's like, "Well, I'd still like to take you around the city, offer stands." She's like, "I got to go back home." Um, oh, she's. Oh, he says, "What would you be doing right now if you were home?" And she's like, "It'd be five thirty a.m. and I'd be getting up to do the milking." And she'd hurry home to get her brother and sister ready for school all before dawn. And then she'd start working in the field and then the normal house chores. And he asked her if she's a servant. And she gets very, like, defensive about this. Mm. Which, like, sorry you've had a mirror held up to your Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, this also has nothing to do with, like, the fact she's about to be like, my mom died. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's about to be very, like, okay, like, like, it's just that, like, throw it in your face that someone's dead. Like, the tragedy no one wants to acknowledge. And then, but it's also like, well, you still shouldn't have to do all that yeah, shit. You are still a servant, like, essentially. Yeah, it's not any better. It's because your culture doesn't value women. Right. Um, so, How uh, do doesn't value them beyond being right, a servant. Exactly. And their ability to make babies. Right. So, um, Hannah wakes up the next morning in her bed to the sound of loud music. Isaac has gotten himself an iPod. Again, where the fuck are these kids getting money? Um, Mary says the guy she met, uh, the guy that she was talking to last night is so ridiculous and he'd probably move back to Pennsylvania if she asked him to. So this is like, I don't know, like, is Mary just one of those girls that like 
needs to think that people are in love with her or or is she like the girl who comes home from camp and is like yeah everyone was in love with me and I made out with like three guys and you're like no you didn't you were still Mary at camp or like you made out with three guys and they all called you a whore behind your back in their bunk <gasps> oh I mean Mary's the one who needs terrible. to stay behind um I don't know about Mary there was a couple moments with Mary I, I thought to myself Mary was my friend man, we would have to have a conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so Mary says she wants to try out all the food trucks on Wilshire. Right. Which I'm like, ooh, this writer has researched LA. Uh -huh. um, Isaac says he's going to go head out with Lisa. Now, Isaac has a black girlfriend, which is so thrilling for me. I don't remember that part. Okay, so the girl that he like, stays for in the end like the girl that we always see him with that's right. his black girlfriend and Aww. I love that like he leaves Amish country and he's like everyone deserves love Aww, like, not only am I no leaving Amish country I'm leaving it for a thing that like you guys can't even fucking handle a lot uh, like regular society can hardly handle it right. in some parts of this country let alone you Amish folk right um, so um, the, I wrote here this movie is starting to hit its stride <laughs> this is where I like literally went from being so bummed because I wrote this last night. Sometimes I go into the Mother May Sleep with podcast. Uh, it's called Eight Inches Uncut. Um, the Mother, what is it called? The Eight Inches Uncut, the Mother May Sleep with podcast story. Mm. Um, it's that's the name of like our, our group where people can chat. And actually, you guys, that's where I've been releasing upcoming movies. Just search for the number eight inches. It's like number eight inches, um, not written out because. I couldn't afford that URL. <laughs> um, I like, there was no combination of eight inches and uncut that I could get that was not <laughs> taken or going to cost me 10 grand. Not oh worth God. it. Um, so Josh is at the door. He came by to apologize for the night before. Mm -hmm. So Mary did a good, or Hannah did a good job making him feel like shit. Great. Um, he knows he was being rude. He offers to take her out for a coffee. She doesn't drink it. He offers her a, mart a martini and he's, and she's like, nah. Um, <laughs> So, like, we'll go, but just as friends. Yeah. He gets her a French press coffee. He says that he'd heard about how Amish people only drink black coffee. Is that true? I don't know. Are they, like, Mormons and they can't I mean, drink if, coffee? If you're getting up real early to do the milking, like... Put some milk in that shit. Put some milk in that. It's yeah. fresh. Where they get sugar and stuff, that's a different question. Sure, they trade it, probably. For... Yeah, they probably go into town and, like, trade it for hay or something. Right, 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 right. We have right, a ton right, of hay. Right. Um... So he explains, like, how the beans are from Guad... He, like, basically goes and there's just, like, Douche Williamsburg, mode. like, hipster rant about, Douche like, mode. the front... Yeah, it really is. I, it's one of those places where you know it took 15 minutes after ordering just to get the coffee uh, out on the counter. it tastes like shit anyways. And Mary's sitting there, which, by the way, I'm thinking, these people don't know about SPF, okay? <laughs> I am so upset this entire movie about how none of these pale kids are wearing SPF. Yeah. They're on the also, fields all day. if she drinks... If they drink black coffee to begin with, why is he fucking mansplaining this bullshit coffee to her? Well, because she's never had it. She doesn't drink it. Okay. So he says, like, the beans are from Guatemala. But it's just so, it's so stupid. Oh, my God. So then um, they, like, go out on a moment. Like, they're going on, like, a day. And there's a moment where, honestly, something happens between them that if a guy did this to me, it mm -hmm. would be the ultimate deal breaker. <gasps> where she's kind of sitting there and she's being, like, pensive. He's like, are you having fun? She's like, yeah. And he's like, that's your fun face. And he starts to tickle her. Oh, don't tickle me. I feel that's abusive. Yeah. I like hate being tickled. It's manipulative. No. Who likes to be tickled? If you can't make me laugh without fucking 
squeezing me. It's like as insulting as put a smile on your face oh, yeah. or like you should smile more. Tickling. Except I'm going to physically violate you yeah. so you give me the smile I need so that I yeah. feel better about the situation. Tickling is very um, intrusive and overly familiar and uh, don't and like don't do that. We're not. And it's also like infantile. Well, okay. So here's this other thing that I like was so, so Dr. Laura and I do not agree on many things. Um, I would say most things I would say once a week, she drops a nugget that I'm like, definitely damn girl, girl. I've read her book, but Oh, I read all the books. I love them. She's so good. Um, but she's also a bigot and she's lots of problems. She's a horrible person. She's not great. Um, but she has some good points. Uh, it's all very confusing, but a woman called one day and said like, my husband like drives my kids nuts. Like sometimes I feel like he goes too far. Like he'll tickle them till they start crying. And And Dr. Laura was like, okay, your husband is abusing your children. He is a cruel man. Like when a child or anyone asks to stop being tickled, that means that they are in, they don't want it. They're they, physically uncomfortable and and like what is I'm I'm one of those people too where it's like I hate nothing more than being tickled. Like I just yeah. Like, it's also like they're not letting you have ownership of your own body. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I actually had a boyfriend for a long time who, when I get really mad at him, would squeeze my knee. Oh no! And it was in this. It was this like. And I'd have a, you know, I'd I jerk had a boyfriend hard. that did that too. It's so manipulative. Where he'd squeeze my knee, and I would be like, "What the fuck is wrong?" And it with makes you, you like, it, it's this weird, like, um, it's this weird. I'm not taking your f- emotions and feelings seriously. Yeah, I'm. I have ownership over you and your body. Yeah. And so Vince now, like Vince knows not to touch my fucking knee ever. Is like it sometimes it'll be trick- It's a huge trigger. It's yeah. a really big trigger. Like even if he puts his hand, I mean, I sound like insane, but you know, we'll tickle once in a while. No, like a I cute mean, there is thing. that spot on your knee that like kids, that's the what you used to do to each other on the school bus right. to like make, I had a guy, oh my God, I had a guy that did that too. But the thing about me is that I'm not afraid to punch a person. <laughs> so like literally it got to the point where if he did that to me, I, especially in the car, I would just take my hand and go. Well, it makes it I, so much worse. Sorry. Yeah. It's a, it's a reaction. Yeah. And I, and uh, oh, it, it, it was would a reaction. Me off, it would make it so much worse. Yeah, no, so it's, it's not. It's and it's inf- it's infuriating because they know you. It bothers you. It, it doesn't just bother me. He knew it created a reaction. Yeah, whether it was like uh, whether I wanted it to or not. It's almost this way of keeping you feeling unsafe right. all the time for some or reason. Or not in control. Yeah, crazy. Ooh. Oof, not a fan. Nope. Okay, so the next day they're drinking oolong tea, and she smells it, and she's like, "This has gone bad. This smells like the compost pile at home." So like. This is going to be their thing. He's going to try and get her into coffee. She's also insulting other cultures, but whatever. True. So what does she know? (laughs) Um, So he gives her his old cell phone number. She's like, I can't possibly take this from you. Cell phone, period, not number. Yeah. Oh, cell phone. phone. Yeah. He gives her like an iPhone. He's like, it's my old one. It cost me nothing. We're going to share my minutes. Didn't know that was a possibility. Also, he has minutes. Also, it's controlling. It is. To be like. This is the only, I'm the only person who can reach you at this place. Right, exactly. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I knew that there's something off about this guy. Yeah. So um, they're walking down the beach having a conversations on their phones next to each other. <laughs> and he invites her and her friends over the next night for dinner. He can cook. Mm. 
So um, Hannah takes a bite of his spaghetti that he made, and like, there's. Have you noticed a little sparkly chime music that happens behind <laughs> it? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like some like all of a sudden she's realizing that this could be love. Like he made her pasta. Yeah. Which I mean, I guess Amish people maybe don't eat spaghetti. No. What happens is that they don't. The men don't cook for the women. Oh, there's that too. Right. So she's just like. Oh, people can live human lives and like not be fucking sexist. It's all happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the next day he gives her a mocha and she's very into that. Of course she is. I mean, like a child. Right. Like a child. Hot chocolate. Um, So Samuel goes to talk to Hannah's dad back on the farm. He hasn't heard from her since she got uh, Hannah's dad hasn't heard from her since he got a letter a week ago. Uh, And Samuel invites him to go into town and talk on the telephone again. Wait, what? He's like, let's go split a nickel downtown. And like, let's go split a nickel and make sure this woman isn't overstepping her boundaries. So then Josh takes Hannah on a romantic date. And I correct me if I'm wrong. This restaurant had the exact same setup as the restaurant where Elle Woods got dumped in Legally Blonde. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, this is either the same restaurant or if it if it was filmed on location or this sending is a message. Yeah. yeah, it was very uh, it was very interesting. So she's interested in the French food. He tells her, I'm going to go there. I'm actually going to buy a rail pass and go all over Europe. Um, and this is like huge for her. Mm-hmm. She says when she was a kid, she used to read this old atlas. It was her favorite book. Well, her second favorite book. Oh, right. The Bibble. Yeah. Her most fave. <laughs> so he's like, come with me. We can explore together. We're good at that. And then they almost kiss. We're good he- at that. We've hung out four times. We've hung out four times. I yeah. gave you a mocha. I made you <laughs> spaghetti. Come on. I own you. Yeah. So um, she's like, I don't know. This is a real will there, won't they? We've really worked up to that now. So Samuel calls. He can't believe that Hannah's out at this hour. He's talking to Mary. Mary's like. Hannah's dad's standing in the rain. Let's play this clip. Hello? Hannah? No, sorry. It's just Mary. This is Samuel. Is Hannah there? She's out. At this hour? Well, she didn't exactly ask my permission. (laughs) Mary, is, is Hannah... Is everything okay? Well, that's a big question, isn't it? Look, can you just tell her that we called her father and I? We haven't heard for in a couple days and we got worried. Okay. Sure. Hey, Samuel? Yeah? You don't have to hang up. You can talk to me instead. <clears throat> Please tell Hannah that we called. Thank you. That's not a friendly we can talk. That's No, she wants to phone him, but she also this Mary is aware that Hannah's is like, out getting that fucking like wasp D. But like wouldn't you want like your wouldn't you like want to have that convo with your friend? Which one? Like I mean I I'm saying Are they like friends? shouldn't Mary Yeah, I think they're like I mean Mary was the one who convinced Hannah to come to LA in the first place. Mm. Did she just want to split the rent? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone likes Hannah. Oh, come on, really? Yeah, Hannah sucks. They have they all grew up with there's three of them. They all grew up together. They How all grew they up hating each Hannah? other. Yeah. Near each other, not together. I mean, they grew up in the same compound. So, um 
Mary stares into the... Oh, sorry, sorry. Hannah stares into the pool and she texts Josh, I can't see you anymore, I'm sorry. Then Mary gets a call from Josh. It's the second missed call. She's crying as she scubs, scrubs the floor in the kitchen with a large sponge. Because it's comforting to her. Does to... anyone clean us the floor with a sponge? It's, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Right? Like, don't. There are Swiffers How everywhere. would you get the water clean? You would never no. be able to get the device no. or... It's also the... like... Honey, you're not the fucking servant right now. You're on Rumspringa. Right. Like, get someone from TaskRabbit to come over. <laughs> like, you guys are clearly, clearly already blowing major money. Um, get one of those, like, naked maids they have up in oh, Hollywood. for sure. That would be great for them. I've thought about calling them before just so they have a safe space to go to in the middle of the day. And I'd be like, guess what? You don't have to get naked here. Yeah. Just clean the house. They're like, we actually don't know how to clean the house. Like, we don't do that. We've never gotten to that part. Right. If you think that that's what this is for. Yeah. One time I was at Hooters and I was like, some guys said some real gross shit to the waitress. And I was like, what assholes, right? And she was like, what are you talking? Like, she d- it didn't even. She's like, this is why they come here. This yeah. is like Dick's Ass Resort, except the customers are rude to me. Right. And then yeah. you're like being like, oh, ew, your work. And they're like, fuck you. So like, they don't. Just That's get the other a regular element too. Is your ju- yeah, you're right. Get a regular house. But like, you know what? I think woman to woman, like, yes, yes, that is her job, whatever. But like, I think it's still important that we acknowledge when it's shocking and inappropriate yes. when someone says something. Like, I tried. Because when you get normalized, like, you can't. But just don't beat yourself up for saying you were not judging her job because it shouldn't be normalized right. that someone's like. Right. So what? I make eight fifty an hour plus tips. Yeah. Like I, he can call me a whore. <laughs> um, so Isaac and his girlfriend come to check on Mary. She's been in her room for days. Hannah goes to the oh Hannah. I keep at one point I started calling her Mary. Hannah goes into the ocean. Josh is into the ocean. She goes to the ocean. Josh is there waiting for her, and he says he came there because he wanted to remember their time together. Stalker. Also, PCH is so long. Yeah. Like, how'd you find her? To Stalk find her. her. Yeah, he has a GPS on that. He has her location turned on on that phone. Fuck yeah, he does. Um, like, to turn your head and three feet from you is the person you told not to come near you and didn't answer their phone call. Yeah. It's not, if it's some fucking idiot who wrote a song about being beautiful, it doesn't matter. On the Pacific Coast Highway. I don't care like, how hot he is. That's stalker. Sick. So, um, and he's not even that hot. So, um, Josh is like, you're here for one more day. I want you to spend it with me. Uh, and she's like, okay, but just his friend, friends. And he's like, is that what you want? And she's like, no. And then they kiss. And they smooch. So, um, they are like, you know, hanging out later. She says her cab's coming at 6am. She doesn't want to talk about it. Her cab's coming at 6am? Her cab is coming at 6am to pick her up for the airport. No. Um, and she doesn't want to talk about it. Josh says, uh, the day was perfect. She's like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to be baptized. I want to get married. Uh, she doesn't know where she'd go or where she live. He tells her that she should stay there and live with him. Uh, Mm. I kind of sort of like you. Oh, that part was like, how dare you also grow up? Like I kind of sort of like, even just say, I really like you. You don't say I love you. It's that, it's that, like, it's that very, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, of the time where it's, like, I'm going to, like, throw myself out there, but just enough yeah. that I can, like, take it back, but also you exactly. know what I mean, which is that I want to marry you. It's also you know what I mean enough that you don't know what I mean, and so you're still going to try really hard and not be yourself. Exactly. Because I can fucking dump you at any moment. You can't get comfortable with that. Like, uh-uh. when someone's playing that game, I actually am, like 
very proud that into my 30s I have carried the mentality of like whenever uh-huh. a guy's like I'm the worst or like uh you're like great I kind of have a thing for you I'm like no dude I need you to be like yeah. I fucking like you we're going out I picked out the place and well, also Vince was like in the very beginning Vince yeah. was like you know two weeks when we were dating it was amazing we had just gotten out of long relationships and he was like I just don't know if I can do this and I was like okay well thank you for telling me it'll be great and a week later he's like oh, I'm in love with you. you know like that thing yeah. of like nope okay if you're not I'm not going to convince you. It's also, it's very important as a woman to know that. Like, cause there's so many women that like guys are used to girls being like going at that point, losing their mind. Totally. Which I, which I've absolutely done before that. 100%. I'm not I saying mean, I'm great. So At 35, like, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I would say that honestly, it was like my last gigantic relationship was probably the last relationship that I acted like a fucking lunatic and lunatic L- like lost it's why mind. you should never believe a guy when he's like my ex was psycho it's like no she wasn't no actually she was like, 29 and you f- and you fucked her over or 22 or and 22. Like, you fucked her over it doesn't and, matter like, she was 47 and you fucked her oh, over you- like it doesn't matter what age your ex-girlfriend wasn't psycho no she wasn't psycho and that's why also I have like, I'm on a personal campaign to stop calling women crazy because oh, sure. like there's so many other words you can call them, but crazy is the one we all get like, like slapped with. And it's just like, now looking back, I'm like, who knows what the fuck that motherfucker is telling totally. people about me? Like he could literally say that I tried to stab him in his sleep with a knife Great. and, I, and it makes sure you look cool. the next girl would believe that, totally. you know, unless she were like us when you're older and you're like no no mm-mm. you actually your car is disgusting i can tell it's you i went out with a guy recently who like right on the jump of right from the jump of the date he was like yeah like my dad is amazing he's like my sisters are great he's like i have a really close relationship with my mom is just like a psychotic bitch and i was like oh okay well this is over mm-hmm. don't like, talk shit about your mom and also if she really it does have a mental illness yeah. it would be nice to see you exercise some compassion yeah. he's like she hit me in the balls once I'm like you weren't locked in a cage in the yeah. basement well like, it's also the thing that too that of be like standard. don't tell a girl you're on their first date with that your mom is a psychotic bitch like slowly open up about your rough childhood great 100% but don't be like don't label people Fuck you. Fuck everyone. Yeah. It's like, how am I supposed to move forward with that? Like if let's say best case scenario, we went out for a little while and then I had to meet your family. Yeah. Do you want me going in with a sense of dread that I'm going to be dealing with a quote unquote psychotic bitch all weekend? Sadly unmedicated because maybe your dad didn't believe in medication. Why is it her fucking fault? My Tinder profile at one point said like, I just want to meet a guy who has a healthy relationship with his mother and an unhealthy relationship with the Vanderpump rules. Like, and that is really the truth. I just am looking for a straight guy that can get down with some Vanderpump rules and does not think ill of his mother. Amazing. Or at very least is forgiving. Right. Or like knows, knows how hard it is to have children. So like more kissing, things heat up. Suddenly she's shirtless. And I write, is she about to lose her virginity to him? Like she's losing it all. And she's doing it all in one damn day. I don't even know that she's kissed Samuel before. No. And now all of a sudden she's, she's fucking like get your tits touched. Yeah. And I was wondering too, I was like, I mean, at the very least, Josh should be wearing a condom for Josh's sake. Like, assuming he was not a virgin as well. Right. So I kind of assumed there was a condom in the mix, just out of respect. Just out of a Lifetime movie. Right. Where everyone wear a condom. Yeah. 
Like, like, I'm really surprised that it was just like... Men can't be tested for HPV. Like, are you going to really give Mary HPV on her first sexual encounter? Yeah, what an asshole. So, uh, Mary wakes up to Josh the next morning. She asks him to get up. The taxi is coming to the house in a half an hour. a new day Josh could you please get up the taxi's coming to the house in half an hour what the taxi it's the train station we talked about it last night we also talked about you staying here in Los Angeles I have to go home and say goodbye first Hannah, you don't have to go all the way across the country to do that. I can't just call Samuel on the phone and tell him that the wedding is off. And my family, too? What about my siblings? If I'm going to leave, I have to do this the right way. Otherwise, I'll be cut off forever and I'll never have the chance to say goodbye. Please understand this. Okay. Last night, then I'll get my suitcase. Don't forget about me. Come on. Union Station? Isaac, let's go. Um, look, I'm not going back. I'm going to stay here with Lisa and uh, I'm going to go to school and I'm changing my life. Wish me luck. That's so sweet. Now, uh, let's just backtrack a minute because we've been here for Josh and calling Samuel a dick this whole time. I do not like the way that Josh handles disappointment. Like, he, he's not just like, yeah. wait, you're not staying? Like, there's no look of concern in his eyes. He's like, I thought you said you were going to yeah. stay. Don't and it's like, me. dude, good like, luck with your entire family that you're leaving behind. Exactly. Like, if I were Josh and I, I mean, literally has shown no signs of employment other than making beats and occasionally DJing at parties I for mean, fun. I mean, really fat beats, though. No, I mean, some fat beats. Um, I. I don't know why he's not like, I'll come back with you. Yeah, I'll come back with you. Get a shit hotel in Lancaster. I'd love to meet your dad. Yeah, or whatever. Just like, just like know that you'll be like, just or be there. I'll become Amish for you. I'll become Amish. Like, she's like, I'll become a slut for you. Not yeah. a slut. I'm not slut shaming. But 
Yeah. Oh, it's or okay. Like, we use all the family. bad words I bet on this, this show. is really fucking hard for you. I couldn't leave my boring, stupid DJ life. No. So this must be rough for you. And I, I'll give you some kind of promise that uh, I'm making you do this, but I will. There's no recognition of her sacrifice, right. essentially. Right. Like, yeah, true love, like, true love conquers all, sure. No, it doesn't. But, like, also, what the fuck are, like, you're just supposed to never see your dad again yeah. or your younger siblings. Like, she has, like, a five-year-old brother she reads to sleep every night. Totally. Uh, She's never seen a computer before. Never seen a computer. So, Hannah goes to talk to her father. He says he never really realizes uh, how much she does for the family. He's sorry if uh, she ever felt unappreciated. They're, like, back in Amish garb, like, as soon as they are mm-hmm. back on the thing, too. There's not even, like, a, a split second. I don't know where they changed. Mm-hmm. In the plain bathroom? They said something about the train station. Okay. Did they take the train? Maybe. I think they took the train. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I mean, I don't even know. Like, they have no IDs. So, um... Mary still has a cell or Hannah still has a cell phone with her and Josh wrote her I miss you already and she writes back I miss you too and he's like tell me about your trip blah blah they're having like a cute little thing mm-hmm. does that anyone write I gave you a phone charger yeah that's also made me and where are the outlets in the fucking wow yeah, yeah. mind yeah. blown yeah. can we start we are not in Mophie times okay <laughs> she didn't have like a backup charge no no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. so um Hannah and Samuel are shucking corn and she asks them <laughs> if they can do. go somewhere and talk and he says he wants to show her something. Shucking I was going to play this clip, but who gives a shit? Basically, mm-hmm. he shows her that he's roped off a plot of land that he's going to build their house on. Sounds like a blast. Yeah, so, and it's like, you know, like, I mean, Amish, like, can build a house in a week. Yeah, but does she be like, oh my God, like, of course you're going to have that. Right. It's not anything surprising. It's also like, Samuel, you put four stakes in the ground right. and wrapped a rope right. around them. And like, your elders are like, no, you can have that. Like, can I get a ring, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, bummer. Hannah sneaks uh, the phone into the woods. Um, and Josh tells her that he found a cheap apartment for him, for them. It's perfect. That sounds horrible, too. He's like, I found the cheapest apartment in L.A., and it's perfect for us. <laughs> and it's also, like, not even close to the cheap. Like, the exterior alone, I'm just like, you're still in Sherman Oaks. Can she go one step higher? Can she fuck, tell both of those guys to fuck off and then still go to L.A. and just be like, but I, but I want one step up? Yes, the only thing I thought about when I was pondering that myself was this girl doesn't even have a high school education. Right. And that can make getting a job hard. What about, yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, then how is she supposed to survive in LA? Like, yeah, because you need a high school education in LA to survive, though. I mean, come on. You don't really, but like, where are you going to work that you can pay your own rent? You can maybe rent a room. YouTube. You can work on YouTube. You're right. She becomes a YouTube star. You're exactly right. So she's the next Shane Dawson. That's my lifetime story. um, uh, She tells him about the house that Sam is building. And then Josh, I just wrote, when Josh is uncomfortable, he's a fucking dick. Because he's like, what do you mean there's a house? And it's like, you knew she was engaged. You were breaking up an engagement. You're the one that's the asshole in this, like, threesome. Absolutely. Um, So... Josh is frustrated. He says it's been months and he's heard nothing for her, uh, from her at all. Months already. Wow. Move on. Uh, oh, it's been a month. Sorry. Okay. Hannah promises that she'll speak to her father that day. And then Hannah wimps out. She runs outside of the house and pukes on the side. Like this. <laughs> Which I mean, we all know. I mean, I was like, and then I wrote, wait a minute. 
I literally wrote this thing. <laughs> what? I wrote, wait a minute. I think I just figured out why it's called <laughs> expecting Amish. <laughs> I had no idea. And I absolutely should have known. But for so like, this is where sometimes I can get so close to the movies that I am like, I am the person who's surprised by the plot twist on Dateline. Like, I'm like, oh my God, the husband did it? Like, I, I, cause I can just, I get so close to it that I'm just like, I, it's also I like, can't see it anymore. She's not expecting an Amish baby. Right. Can it be called, uh, Amish expecting? Amish, I wish you were, um, I wish I were pregnant. I wish I weren't pregnant. I wish I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly right. I didn't once well, Zara and I, I didn't know I was pregnant with Amish and we'll work yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so one oh two thirty two I got it. I missed my period. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's really good. That's yes. really, really yes. good. That's very good. Thank you. That's great. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's you know exactly it's good you know whatever you say about. is good when steven starts writing something about. i know i love it but sometimes i feel like steven's laughing at like sometimes i forget why he's here and i'm like why are you laughing at me and like, <laughs> yeah like, steven <laughs> god damn it i can get a little sensitive about it i'm like stop laughing at yeah. me i'm just talking no, you can talk. um 102:30 to 107:17. um this is a long clip there's a lot to unpack here as they say in the biz How's your house coming along? Good. Foundation is nearly finished. You work so hard. Hannah must be so grateful. She works hard, too. I bet there's not a single guy in all of Los Angeles who would treat her so well. <laughs> what are you talking about? Not that she doesn't deserve it. She's so pretty. Did something happen in Los Angeles? How would I know that? I hardly saw her. She was always out. All I'm saying is, she must be so grateful. I know I would be. in darkness will find the light for that is the nature of sin it it spreads it corrupts all those it touches Paul writes to the Corinthians it leavens us unto malice and wickedness recently several of our young people traveled a long journey across country to attend Rim Springer of course we were worried about them but we trusted them to stay true in the word. Sadly, our trust was betrayed. So I must inform you all now, one of our young people entered into a sinful relationship while away. A relationship with a 
a faithless person, a social radical, a drug user, a person who's never known the comfort of a strong family and community. Paul concludes his letter to the Corinthians with this exhortation. Drive out the wicked person from among you. For that is the only way you can stop the spread of sin. So, in accordance with this gospel, we do now shun young Isaac Fisher from our church and our homes from this day forth. Quite a spectacle you made at church. There's something I have to tell you. You had a boyfriend in Los Angeles. How did you know? <laughs> Maybe I'm not as simple as you think I am. Oh, well, there's something else. Well, it can't get any worse. Yes, it can. pregnant okay wow so um wow i feel like the samuel isn't necessary in this movie no he's not necessary the only thing he gives her is like a slight bit of padding here because he's like josh is gonna make you do a terrible thing and i'm like how do you even know about abortions right it's just like if they were madly in love before she left Right. I, like, uh, I would have, it would have been, I, there would have been more stakes. Everything in Amish town is a marriage of convenience. Right. Like, that's Except, why I'm like, well, then marry, 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 marry. Yeah. And that's, I think, what Mary was getting after, too. I mean, when she came in the barn and was like, you're so lucky. Like, it just was like. I'm like, good for her, though. I mean, I guess good for her, but can you wait till, like, Hannah's out of town? Yeah, but she's just like, no, dude. I will, I'll be the Amish wife you're supposed to have. Totally. I mean, Mary seems like she will take anything she can get. Yeah, Mary's the Amish person. Right. She's way, she's way into Amish. Right. So um, he's like, I'm going to, we're going to get married right away and we're going to raise the baby as our own. Um, you'll be safe. The baby will be Amish. What an amazing guy. And she's like, why are you so good to me? And he's like. And she's like, I'm going to talk to Josh. She doesn't even answer her. So yeah, like, then I would be like, fuck Josh. Right. You would? If I were in that position, she hasn't gone back. So clearly she's not that into Josh. And this dude right. is like willing to go against, it's not just his religion. He believes in God. Yeah. And willing to do that because he's so in love with you. Yeah. And you're freaked out and scared and don't know what you want to do. Like what? What a cool guy. I don't Samuel, know. Samuel? Yeah. You just said like five minutes ago, why is he in this movie? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you really turned on Samuel. Like you're turning the right way. I, I appreciate that about you. Only until he said that. Then I was like, oh, he really loves her. I like, I like your ability to reframe. Um, so Hannah cries alone in the wood and prays to God. She apologizes to him. She's like, I don't know how this. I did one bad thing in my life and this is how I'm punished. Which I'm like. Was it even a bad thing? Yeah, calm down. They sent you away to L.A. 
Also, it's like you're 18. It's not like you're 14. Like, you are a legal adult as far as the world is concerned. So they prepare for the wedding. I love how Amish people just, like, all get together and do things. Like, today... Like, you have nothing to do with this family, but today your day is to paint the lattice that they will get married under. It's just, like... Community? Yeah. They're just, like, they got it together in some ways. Yeah. Respect. Like... Community sounds really nice, but also I like to be alone a lot. Oh, I love to be alone. Yeah, it would be... I would suffer as an introvert in a village like yeah. this big time. They'd be like, what's wrong with her? And, and I'm I like, love... I need to decompress. I love not having kids at 18. Oh, too. huge. My mom had me at 21, and sometimes, sometimes I think, and she was still a college student. She finished <gasps> college. My, my dad was, like, not, like, the best to be around. Yeah. So, like, she, but she dated him since she was, like, 12 years old. Wow. So they were together forever. So what else do you do? And so my mom was just like, I'm not going to be with you, but I'm going to keep this kid because she was Catholic. She really be- believes in it. Yeah. So, um, which is a, a cross to bear in and of itself. So I... um. I will sometimes think to myself, like, when I was, I would have a 12-year-old right now. Dude, can you imagine? No. No. Like, it would, it or I would be dead. <laughs> I definitely would be living in Massachusetts, like, working at Dunkin' Donuts. I always, like, just, like, go straight to that. I'm like, I probably wouldn't have finished college. Well, you would have been with someone you don't really like. Can oh, you imagine? Yeah. Whoever, whoever you were with when you were 21. Yeah. I would... No. No, never. I don't even want your fucking alimony. I don't ever want to see you again. No. I mean, the one bonus part would that would be that I probably was looking at someone who went to Boston College. So, mm. like, they were they would maybe be from money. There's my like mom, a chance they could be from money. My mom had me at 35, and she still fucking sucked. So it doesn't really matter how old you are. It's just... It's true. You, you just suck or you, you it's don't true. Um. So... God bless her. I know. God bless. No, and by the way, like... My my relationship, I feel like when you came in and didn't realize you had lunch with my mom and it was crazy, I'm like, yeah, that's how things go. No, it wasn't. Too. It wasn't crazy. It was what it's always like, which is me saying, yeah, but we drank and then saying, you were so bad at being a mom, but I love you as a friend. <laughs> like that guy. Yeah. It's great. We have a great relationship. Okay. That's good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. My mom still doesn't really know how to take that. We're oh, still it's... working through this because I was never a rebellious teen. Mm. So I was a mess. I kind <laughs> of did. Ha- that's so interesting to me. I've heard you say it. Were you literally on meth? I literally at 13 was on meth and had to go to rehab for it. You did? Yeah. Oh, my God. My Wait, when did... So, okay, so, okay, what were you like, I'm going to try math? I don't know. Someone had it, and I was like, great, fun. I just didn't have any supervision. And was there any, like, did you have the knowledge that we have about meth now, which is, like, if you try math, you're going to lose your damn mind? Well, yeah, we were on D.A.R.E. We did D.A.R.E. Oh, right, right, right. But, you know, I was so bored. So then... It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I just... You know. But how do you bounce back from meth and now have a healthy relationship with substance? Oh, um, I think I was so young and I was looking for something specific, right. which was rebellion and uh, alleviate boredom and act and become grown up. You were like, fuck the man. I was such on board. Fucking fuck everything. Fuck all the kids who made fun of me when I was young. because I was a big nerd. Like I just yeah. kind of needed to get out of that. And then I left where I was from. And so I don't need to prove anything to anyone anymore. See, I feel like I was on a rumspring on myself. Because right. I fucking like lost. I was a good girl my entire life. And then I went to college. Didn't really lose yeah. my mind in college. Came to LA. Lost yeah. my mind. I'm thankful that I did it back then when I still had 
people checking in on me every day. And I'm jealous. I have to say, I'm jealous of my friends that like blew their noses out at 16. Yeah, and like, I would have done it. Not an option. I would have done it in my 20s if I hadn't done it then. So like, did you say like, hey, I'm on meth? And then they're like, you're going to rehab? Or was there like, an, am I allowed to ask this? this is this I don't give a shit. I got caught at, <laughs> in junior high and eighth grade with like everything but the math. I had just done it, the rest of it. So I had like paraphernalia. What does it feel like? Um, It's just Adderall. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, now I know it's just Adderall. Okay. It's just like speedy and fun and you feel amazing and you can do anything and you're happy and like you're not socially awkward. And it's like, how are your grades? always terrible okay yeah do you have learning disabilities yeah i'm dyslexic as fuck i definitely have this math learning disability but i was really smart i read constantly and actually the thing i the thing i give credit to for quitting meth is that i fell madly in love with ray bradbury and all his books and stephen king and i was just like hanging out with these fucking idiots and i just wanted to stay home and read i have that math thing too yeah i I have bad was very i was a very i could only write papers. I never mm-hmm. took tests. I would rather write a paper for a math class than do totally. anything. So I would, I basically like my first day of every college class of every, everything I'd go to the teacher and be like, here's a negotiation. Yeah. I would rather write a 10 page paper for you than take a two page quiz. I got A's and everything, but, and I also, I have a hard time. I have ADD. I have a hard time paying attention, but I also had that thing of like, when you're from a, the same town, like my brother who is older, who was like an insane, oh, he's, yeah. he had an insane IQ, but he definitely has bad 80 you know 1980s Ritalin ADD and so they yeah. see the name Hard Stark and they already judge even don't like you because your siblings were a disrupt- disruption in class and they think you're stupid and they treat you like that and you know but I know I'm not it's also so frustrating like I got into a huge fight with a friend recently because I got lost in a parking lot and like <laughs> she was like why can't you do that spatial because you don't understand spatial every and I and I just started crying and I was like do you understand that that is a question that has been asked to me my entire but life you've been asking yourself which is like why do you have a big vocabulary why can you read why do you do this better than everyone else but then like you can't do so and I'm like this is why I'm not having children I don't want to go through this again I don't no. want to go through this again but this time with someone I can't help I can help but I can't Right. I can't change. But I will say for my mom, for everything that like, where we really like get an argument, she fucking went to bat for me really yeah, hard. My when mom it came tried to, my to do that really well. Plan. Yeah. My mom definitely tried. She was, and the other thing was we were the only, we were literally maybe one of the only divorced families and one of very, very like a dozen Jewish kids in the entire city. I was the only one of the few from a single parent. Right. Single parent was not a fucking thing. Yeah. My mom, my mom worked and that was fucking rare. And you know, she was gone all day. You're and Orange she also County, had right? bipolar. What? You're Orange County, right? Or Irvine. Yeah. Which yeah. is like just the waspiest. Yeah. Like just all Christian white is it okay i'm smoking in here actually i was gonna ask you for a drag of your cigarette oh yeah okay cool no that could either go two ways it's like uh kind of not really or like can i have one (laughs) oh i know but i'm not gonna like smoke in my i I notice that it's like going in your face oh that feels so i've been trying really hard this week not to smoke in the house but then like last night when i thought i lost my wallet i was like it's all going to hell listen this is really bushy outside you're gonna burn that fucking you're either gonna smoke inside you're gonna burn the entire neighborhood down yeah dude do you know someone can flick a cigarette off the two up there and 
And it's dry. Light the dust bowl. That's all my property too. All that shit up there. Wow. So if I might if that starts up there, and my neighbor, vineyard. my Do, house um, insurance covers my neighbors' houses because if I burn their houses down, this is, I'm going down, baby. This is rural as fuck. It is, but I, you know, it's amazing. It's hard to be stressed in this house. And I noticed that like when I was driving from Sherman Oaks every day to come here and I was like, I had a little office in Sherman Oaks with my friend last year. Mm -hmm. And like, I would come here and I just would be usually pissed at my friend and like pissed at all. Like, no, this is amazing. This is, I don't know a lot of people who own homes and this is incredible it's only 875 square feet but what else does a single gal need but it's laid out really well thank you i it's I great on all these walls okay oh i love it it was a shithole like i mean it's still right now it still needs a lot of work i haven't sanded the floors yet because you I do still not need to see these floors are okay we don't i need to well, this is gorgeous i love it there was a story i was gonna t- oh my mom okay yeah. this is a good about my educational plan so my mom and my stepdad just got divorced so everything's been kind of like and like, by the, I don't care. It's not people are like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. They were 20 when I got married. <laughs> I wasn't going to say I'm sorry. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, but like, I don't want anyone at home to be like, yeah. oh, Molly's in pain. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but my mom like loves to make, I told her, I yelled in her face. I was like, you need to learn some stillness and you need to learn some grace. That's coming from me. Yeah. Okay. So baby, I, like, baby scr- boomers don't Mm-mm. No shit. So she, um, I get to Florida where we're all having our last Thanksgiving and it's my stepdad and my mom and they're, uh, they're, they live in Boston, but they have this little Florida house. So they're down there in vacay mode. My mom doesn't drink anymore. Cause after menopause, she just like can't do booze, but she smokes pot now. Mm. And so, um, and my stepdad's like throwing back the vodka sodas at like nine. So, cause we're on vacation. In the morning? So yeah. Uh, aye, aye. On, on vacation. Yeah. Like I wake up. And there's a mouse, there's a vodka soda waiting for you. And I'm like, coffee. I just woke up. And also it's three o'clock in the morning yeah. for me. So, um, I get, I'm, I wake up and it's like 8am Florida time for me, 5am. I had been on a flight all day, the day before I'm like grabbing a cup of coffee. For some reason, these monsters are only serving hot coffee <laughs> and it's Florida. So it's like so humid and I go outside and I'm just gonna have a cigarette and drink my coffee and then I tell my mom I'm like I'm gonna go back upstairs and go to bed after this so instead of listening to me I now I'm sitting across from my parents they're sitting like right there like across from me I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here and uh so it's two against one and it's my mom and my stepdad who like with my stepdad I'm like always like you have no authority over me right how old how old how long have they been together uh they were together for 12 years so they were like yeah, 12 years. So they were like 20. I was like 20, 21 when they got married. Okay. Um, so my mom's holding a manila folder. Mm-mm. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And they're like, Molly, we want to talk to you. Oh, shit. We know you struggle. And I'm like, oh, God, this is the fucking intervention. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> I was like, here we go. Even my parents have turned on me now. They think I'm nuts. And um, they're like, we just don't want to see you like struggle the way that you struggle. And I was like, I live in L.A. Like, that's probably the main part of my struggle. Like, also, like, I have had mild mild to sometimes clinical depression since I was seven. So I was like, I'm always going to struggle. Like, and that's something I'm very comfortable with. And my mom's like, wow, we have an update on your learning disability. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, I was diagnosed with dyslexia when I was 16. So I'm like, okay. 
And my mom's like, there's something called a nonverbal learning disorder you have. And she goes, that doesn't mean you're bad at talking. And I was like, okay. I'm like, like, yeah. yeah. So then, um, she hands me the folder and she's like, this is just some stuff I would like for you to look over and it's not a big deal. And if you want to talk about it after we can. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm rip shit. Like, I'm like, I just woke up. I think you guys are about to put me in a van. Like, I have no idea what's happening. What it's, was it? What was it? So they, I go upstairs, read the manila folder after I've bitched them out. And it says that people with nonverbal learning disorders um, have trouble using scissors and tying shoes. Um, <laughs> they have problem, uh, problems reading faces. <laughs> Anything. Listen, you can rip paper and you can fucking get Velcro shoes. What's the problem? Also... None of that stuff is true. I'm like, mom, I use scissors regularly. Prove it right now. Cut, cut your, cut your shoelaces I off. I cut these roses this morning. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I can do anything I want. Oh, what are you yeah. talking? Why does she care at this point, anyways? Like you got a house. Honestly, I just said, mom. I just said, mom. I said, you gotta stop trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I was like, maybe there's nothing wrong with me. I was like, would that kill you? And you know what else? Maybe the <laughs> fucking bullshit that I mean, not bullshit. Maybe the fucking uh not rigorous what's the word that's like uh this is how they do it helicoptering no the like this is how they teach this is how they teach in school uh uh curriculum maybe the curriculum doesn't fit every fucking brain and every human yeah and that doesn't mean you're stupid it doesn't it just means that in the fucking the school system in in the U.S. doesn't work for everyone's brain. I and went that's to okay. Boston College. I didn't go I to also Boston like, College. And I fucking graduated. I'm like, Mom, this isn't like I'm like calling yeah, you like you're fine. Str- struggling for my 15th failed college court, right. my, like community college class being like, I just don't know why I can't get it. Well, like, that was I'm me. Not, that was me. And I'm fucking fine. You're fucking fine. It literally doesn't. It literally doesn't matter. So I don't know why she to this day is like so mm. fascinated you know by why? this. You know why? She doesn't want to take any responsibility for it oh yeah she wants to blame it on your brain instead of her fucking parenting uh, yeah 100 percent. which is probably 50 50 and like by still. the way also like i'm trying to get to a point where i'm not really blaming her for shit anymore no, but also i never got to be an ang- i always had to be the adult yeah you don't have siblings right no i have step siblings and right. like they are messy See, i feel like not They're having messes. siblings is is the difference here like my my mom the only thing i blame her for is having three fucking children totally which otherwise she did her best and i'm i feel i fucking like myself so much and think i'm hilarious and rad and awesome and you're so doing great so i thank my mom for that yeah you're no you're doing great and and the adversity only helped in the long right. run true right. story exactly. but like Ugh, whatever. Anyway, um, some so Amish people. These fucking dumbass Amishes. <laughs> so, um, Josh. Uh, oh, Josh tells her. He texts. She says, "I'm gonna talk to oh, my dad." Oh, 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 this is great. So, okay, so they're preparing for the wedding. <sighs> Ooh, sorry. Sorry. Wes. Josh's car pulls up to Amish country. Oh yeah. I do not know how he got this car across the country, or how he found her address, or any. I mean, truly any of it. Like, I know he did. Like, remember he did show her how to use Google Maps, oh. and she was like. Who does that? But I love how like he pulls up right as the like right. it's a wedding procession, but it could be a funeral procession if we want to be honest. And also, she's wearing her mom's wedding dress, which right. is a cornflower blue sack. Like it's <laughs> like it was like so like, ugly. Here's where the flower and the fucking uh, the flower came in in the 
Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Something blue. Something happened. So uh, Josh's car pulls up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's not handling this normally at all. And uh -uh. I said, I don't think this actor knows that anger is not the right reaction. Uh -uh. Like, I don't think his coach brought him through this. <laughs> like, he should be, like, a state of disbelief, determination, uh, sorrow. Like, yeah. let's get a nice mixture going on Or, here. like, even, like, um, some kind of, uh, what's the thing when you're, like... I, I realize this isn't uh, this isn't the best choice, right? But I want you to make it anyways because I love you. Yeah, like go up to her dad and be like, "Sir, I love your daughter. I will take care of her and I will treat her wonderfully for the rest of her respect. life." You Does just, he know she's pregnant yet? Uh, yeah, yes, she told him when she calls him in the woods. She goes, "I just I think it should be right to let you know right. that." Right. Which, by the way, just ladies out there, it's really no one's but you don't really have to tell someone really. if you get pregnant. Is That's, that shitty that I'm just like well. Fuck him. No. Unless no. you're going to be, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm on the fence about that one. I've had a lot of friends who've had to end pregnancies and I will say that like a very common debate in, in Do our I tell him? world yeah. is like, does he have a right to know? And the answer is, if, in my mind, if he doesn't have any control over your body, why the fuck does he have any right to know about? I agree with that. Yeah. My thing is if you're going to keep it. Yes. Unless he's an, he's abusive he has a right to know. Right. But if you're going to have an abortion, uh, ideally you'd be in a relationship. I mean, sure. Best case, you're in a relationship where the guy supports you no matter what. Right. And loves you and cares about you and has an opinion and he's allowed to have his and you can have yours and you can have a conversation about it. Worst case, it's a sloppy one night stand. Exactly. And it's like, why would you introduce this person back in your that's life? Exactly. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's just a lot of emotion that's... to put between two people that don't know each other. Amen. I think you we're on the same Trump. page. No one needs your information. Yeah. You fucking, yeah. We're so, con everyone wear a condom. Everyone all the time, even if you're not fucking, just wear a condom. Just walk out of your house wearing a condom. a condom. So um, Josh is like, come with me. You deserve to see the world. His, her father tells him that he doesn't belong here. And Josh says, I can't imagine how hard this is for you, Hannah, but if it means anything at all, and I'm not sure it does at this point, I kind of sort, sort of like That's you. not romantic. And then he goes, I love you, Hannah. I love you. That's cute. It's just like... Can we please? Convoluted. Like, it's let's like, not. You've got, we're on a schedule, dude. Yeah. Like, you're making them late for their wedding. So. <laughs> and, like, you drove all the way out here to say, I kind of sort of like you. Yeah. It's like, it's, I don't think she thought it was that cute the first time. I think the clear choice for her is to stay. Right. But does any 19-year-old make the clear choice? No. And in the real world, she would stay. But because this is a movie. Right. And, and he's get her a, back to a sweet, sweet Hollywood baby. Da, 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 pretty face, blah, 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 blah. Her dad comes in. He's basically like, I'm really disappointed in you. And like Hannah's still like washing dishes. She's tending to the home. And he comes in. He's like, I'm disappointed in you. And I was like, oh, maybe he's going to be like, you should have gone with that man that loves you. <gasps> but no. I'm disappointed like, or I'm disappointed in you. And I still love you. Yeah. And support you. And I can't. And he was like, your mom was a free spirit, but she never strayed from the church. Until I killed her. Until I killed her, right, exactly. That's a different movie. She wanted to stray. Um, so Hannah looks at herself in the mirror. She looks like she's about to cry. It's her baptism day. Um, the carriages are waiting for them, but she said she'd rather walk alone. 
Then all of a sudden we see Hannah comes out of the house in her immodest clothes. Oh, right. She had like a fucking, like a fishnet t-shirt on. Dude, she was wearing like a lace t-shirt with a bikini top. I mean, she was wearing a Carol Radswell outfit, except also this girl's like a month and a half pregnant. I'm Honey like, needs to learn how to dress. I would feel so vulnerable being pregnant in a mesh top. Not when you're 19. No. You're going to even look hot then. Exactly. You fucking 100%. asshole. So uh, Samuel outs her for being pregnant in front of everyone. Right. What which a I was dick. like, don't do that. No. I was like, I was hoping it wouldn't happen when Josh was there. But when Samuel was like, I was going to raise your baby. Samuel didn't seem like that much of an asshole either. Like then it justified the way I felt about him. But yeah. he didn't seem like that big of a dick that he would do that. Like he could just be like, okay, and turn to Mary and marry this and basically have the same relationship for the rest of his life. Absolutely. It's not like it was going to be better or worse with Hannah. So her sister runs up and hugs her, and then Mary and Poor the hot sister. girl are hugging each other and crying. Do they make out? I hope so. <laughs> so her dad says, Hannah Yoder, from this day forth, you are shunned from our church and our homes, and you may never step foot on this land again. So I wrote here, God, a father saying that to his own young pregnant daughter who raised his mm-hmm, kids for him mm-hmm. while his uh, mm-hmm. while he failed to deal with the death of his wife mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is insane. Like the preacher's like, you had no choice. You're okay. And the dad didn't even seem like that. You you would have wished the dad would be like, well, I'll always support you. And so we're all, we're all going to LA. Yeah. I mean, at that point I wanted the preacher and Hannah's dad to start making out. Um, so Hannah walks and <laughs> Guess walks. What? And, yeah. <laughs> We're together now. Yeah. So Hannah walks and walks and walks. And then we see her like it's a transition. She continues to walk. And now she's in the shirt she left L.A. in. So like, I don't know if she just walked to L.A. Yeah, I don't get it. Or like, what so why? Where's your fishnet shirt? Oh, she <laughs> but she does have beige suitcase again. Beige suitcase is back. So eight months later, Hannah's dad is stacking wood and his sister runs up holding a letter. Father. I thought you might be interested in seeing this picture of your granddaughter. She was born three days ago. Six pounds, seven ounces. Josh and I have moved into a new apartment. Someplace quiet. And Josh's parents are helping out with that. Pretty soon I'll go back to my job at the coffee shop. And I hope to take some night classes later when we have a little money saved up. Josh is a good dad. I wish you could see this side of him. I understand you may never forgive us. But I wanted you to know that we're happy and doing okay. By the way, we named our daughter after mom. Her name is Ruth. that was special to me because Ruth was my grandmother's name Aww. and it's my confirmation name and I've always said if I had a daughter I'd name her Ruth that's beautiful I know it's pretty right now can we talk some shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> like okay she left to travel the world with this guy yeah and instead they're in a fucking maybe I'm gonna guess studio apartment in Sherman mm. Oaks their baby <sighs> they barely know each other why they, do we love Sherman Oaks no we don't they boned one time and then had a baby. Like, she sounds bummed. The dad is bummed. This didn't have a happy they ending. They it well. This did not have... They're, what are they, 19? This didn't have a happy ending. No. Except um, for the baby's name is named after Malls. 
my grand my grandmother yeah grandma Molly. i have a grandma named molly you know that grandma, you do grandma molly if i have a daughter i'm gonna name her molly that's really cute i just my grand my great grandmother's name is may and i just had a friend <gasps> name her baby may that's and now i can beautiful never name. i know and one of my best friends name is sunny and i'm seeing that all my kids are naming their son their son sunny now which i always thought would be the cutest name and my like ex has name. a kid named sunny that's a stupid name and you think it's a stupid I name do. oh i think sunny's so cute i think it's so stupid stupid you do yeah, why it's just like it's the thing where like from death of the salesman where it's like you named your kid happy you're putting a fuck by putting that name on them you're putting mm. a like label on them forever on them. yeah instead of naming them anything else you know what i mean like i like weird names but that name is just like uh it's labeling the kid yeah, no, I agree. You're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe it's all, you know, these blessings come to us. My friend named his kid Maybe. Maybe? Like Maybe Bluth? That's cute. It, it's actually cute and fits her. No, I, I mean, I think that's a really cute name. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on one second. I just okay. have to... This glass company is coming by. We actually might have to wrap this up. This might be the shortest podcast in the history Shut of the up. fucking show. I, I thought this was long. Oh no, honey, this is this is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing. We can go, I can go for hours. I don't understand. <laughs> like if it's a Jody, if it's a Jody Arias something or oh, like something shit. like that. Can I, I come just, back and do a murder one next time? I would love to have you come back and do a murder one. I um was like I almost was like, Oh, I don't wanna push murder on her, but I know you love murder. Oh my god, push murder on me. <laughs> and we've also had a very murder heavy season so far, so I was like, this this works out. I kinda like not doing a murder one though. Like this was fun because it was so stupid and I could just talk shit and it wasn't like Exactly. Well the statute of limitations actually says that you know. Yeah, and like fake murder ones are like kinda good, but then like you you really want that true crime. Yeah. Moment. It pissed me off because they actually uh, like real murder is super horrifying and ugly and doesn't have music behind it and is disgusting and terrible and hor you know, and then there's like family members and friends for fucking, uh, you know, eons that are affected by it. It's not like this stupid fucking Amish chick who does, who makes bad decisions and then yeah. has to live with them. And a lot of time with these lifetime movies, like you'd be surprised at how quickly, like literally within, the, like it seemed like there was one where Haley Duff murdered a man that was attacking her. And then she walked out of the lake that she had murdered him in and then directly onto the shore and comforted her son and told him that she was going to help him with his like degenerative health no. situation. Wow. Uh, they don't really spend a lot of time dwelling on the, <laughs> on the murders that have happened in these movies. Uh, so we have a scale here. What do you consider to be the best made movie of all time? Like your number one. My first thought is Ghost. Okay, great. And then number five is Mother May Sleep, a podcast. So we're ranking things on whether or not they are very, very good, close to a perfect movie, or if they are close to the most lifetimey movie possible. We don't call it bad. We mm. call it lifetimey. Okay. So on a scale of ghost to Mother May I Sleep With Danger, uh, the ghost being one, where is the acting on this fall for you? I think ghost. You think it's closer to ghost? Wait, bad or... Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Five, okay, five is Mother May I Sleep With. I'd say five. five. You think it's a five on acting? There's just not... The only acting in this is Hannah's forehead. I'm going to give you that too because Josh's decisions were... He made decisions. They were just the wrong ones. Josh's decision and uh, Samuel's, they were just 
they were monotone speaking things. Yeah, they weren't. There very was good at no all. emotion. That's. I mean, you know, maybe they know more about how Amish speak than we right? do. Right there. Uh, underreactions. Uh, something terrible happened, and everyone underreacted. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Samuel should have lost his shit when he found out. There was a lot of, I feel for me, a lot of underreactions, especially like when Isaac's like, I'm going to stay here. They're all like, okay, well, we got to make it to the airport. So see ya. It's called, this movie should be called Stepford Amish. Yeah, Stepford. You're exactly right. I'm going to give this like a 3.5. That's pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty high, but it's not the worst. I mean, there's ones where people will like, you know, see a knife that's waiting to go through their face and be like, Come on, man. <laughs> uh, okay, overreaction. Yeah. Something that's way overblown. Um, Hannah was an overreactor. Hannah was in a, like, uh, yeah, like, like if some guy was like, travel the world with me, I'd be like, all right. But, like, if you're Amish, you're just like, well, I can't do that. It's yeah. Like, not that big of a deal, dude. Go to Europe once in your fucking life. Or even, like, Mary comes in hungover after they've been at a right. home. Right. Like, she's like, Underage drinking is illegal. It's like, well, what did you think they were going to yeah. do when they said they were going to a Hollywood club, drink Diet Cokes, and look around? <laughs> or like, walk into a fucking a hill party and be like, don't leave my side. I know. Yeah, it's too much. So Calm let's down. give her, do you want to give, I don't know, three or four? Yeah. Three? Yeah, three. three. Uh, dialogue. Closer to ghost or? <laughs> I'd say closer to Mother Mary. Uh, it's it's definitely a two. They explain. A four. Yeah. Sorry. They explain they explain things to their little siblings. Yeah. Who then don't actually have character arcs in the show. At all. They're there to explain what Rumspringa is. Yeah, exactly. They're just devices to keep the plot going. Device yes, there you go. So you. wardrobe. Um oh. wardrobe is an there's an overall for just like physical clothing and then there's two subcategories, which is wigs and weaves and then makeup. Um I thought the wardrobe was spot on for this. You thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it like a two. It was, there was like some top choices that I was just like, really? Like did you rob, did you rob a Ross? Like what? <laughs> but I think happened? it was supposed, like, I don't think there was anything fashionable enough to be like, they wouldn't know what to pick. It was like all so ugly. The stuff that wasn't, yeah. that it'd be like, yeah, that's probably what they would wear. Okay. Do you want to give it a one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, wigs and weaves. So that applies to beards, hair, mustaches. Bonnets? Uh, a bonnet could be in the mix for that. Yeah, they all look good in their bonnets, didn't they? But the, but the beards were really oh. glued on to I, me. I think I saw someone's like coming off of their face. Right. It, it's like, it was like a false yeah. eyelash at the end of a drunken night <laughs> where you're just like, honey, go take your And then you stick it on your dog bathroom. and you're like, look how funny this looks. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know, maybe like a three. Yeah, that's two, three. Uh, makeup. Was there any really there was, bad makeup? No one had makeup on. No. Um, they actually did a very good job with the, uh, with the makeup on, on Hannah when she yeah. first got her makeup done. Yeah, it wasn't super heavy. Crying. Uh, normally I look for that big crying jag, that Tori spelling moment where she's just like throwing herself on the floor. Um, heaving, a heaving cry. Exactly. Nobody cried in this we movie. Had none of that. It's a one. Like God. maybe she's like, I'm pregnant, single tear. Can we get a, I, I wish Hannah had had a, I'm not in control of my life anymore. She needed it. She needed that cry. And also she needed to have that like 
I'm fucking pregnant and I'm Amish. Like, she needed to have that cry. Like, like show us. a regular us. girl would cry if she got pregnant. I'm not even Amish. And I'm married and, and I'm 37. And, and if, if I got pregnant, I would fucking lose my mind. <laughs> so, like, can we please? Can, let's talk. Yeah. Can we talk? Okay, talk. so victimization of the female character. Um, that's a hallmark of a Lifetime movie. It's the whole point of a Lifetime movie. It was pretty. I mean, but they were, like, mirroring... A thing that already does that. Yeah. And then they were like, go out and have fun. So I feel like it actually... But her dad was so cruel to her. Yeah. And then Samuel outing her pregnancy. And her friend was slut-shaming her. Her friend was slut-shaming her and trying to steal her man. Yeah. And Josh, who's supposed to be like the, you know, Woke. knight in shining armor. Right. He like... He didn't understand that disappointment is different than anger. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is, I mean, for me, this is a four. Okay. No, I mean, like, short of being the R word. Wait. Oh, right. That's what happens in these movies. Yeah. Um, then we have font. Um, <laughs> font for me, I mean, let's look at the poster. Hold on. Oh, let me see the poster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, oh, this is real bad. This is really oh, bad. I don't even know what's happening. This is like, this is like, is she on her phone? Yeah, she's, she's on, on her- a, there. Okay. They're in the middle of the woods. It looks like a horror movie of Amish people. He's he Samuel sitting in the background with real judgy with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, she's it's this is the scene phone. where she's telling him that she's pregnant. How does one know? Can we get a fake baby bump, please? I know. I mean, this is where, but like, this is where, I mean, I, I also hate this too, is like when there's like a problem between a couple and then the guy where the girl has to watch the other one make the phone call. Right. Wait, can I say something real quick? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At least can she, okay. I see she's like gripping her belly, but if she could be placing her hand over her like, belly as yeah. if like, I, like this is my baby. Yeah. Then maybe we would understand. Yeah. No, I don't know. This isn't... I mean, and also this is just really yeah, bad. I don't know. This is like a four for me. It's really bad. Definitely. Okay, so... Steven, you do the math in this house. Uh, was the makeup one? Makeup was one. Well, we have 29.5, which is definitely one of the lowest. It's one of the lowest ones. This means it's closest to a really good movie. <laughs> Out of all the movies we've done this season, this is the closest to being a really, really good movie. It It has the same score as Britney Ever After, which was our first film from the season. Yeah, which was an excellent film. I'm so proud. Yeah, this is a really good one. Thank you. I'm so proud. Georgia, uh, I don't think anyone knows about your podcast, but where where can they find you? Um, I co-host my favorite murder podcast with Karen Kilgariff, and I'm on... Instagram is Hardstark and Twitter is G Hardstark and you know it's, up, it's Steven Steven's there too uh, thank you for having me this I mean this is so fucking great I'm so I'm so happy that you did this I'm so glad it worked out too, too. I'm reading some more Amish facts really quick <laughs> and I think I'm understanding that Vern Troyer was born Amish which one's oh mini me oh Okay, uh, overall, the Amish are an exceedingly healthy group of people, blah, 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 blah. Exceedingly healthy. Exceedingly healthy. But 
as an extremely uh-huh. insular community, the Amish have a very shallow gene pool. The population around uh, 25... Uh, two, Oh my God. It's Numbers. A quarter, it's a quarter of a million. Hails from roughly to 200 families, leading to an issue called founder effect, oh no. AKA hardcore incest. This is me riffing hardcore incest. Blue bloods. Um, so they have a bunch of disorders and staggering infant mort- mortality rate. Um, however, at least one man born Amish has risen to worldwide stardom on, on the shoulders of his congenial disability. Actor Warren Vern Troyer oh my is God. one of the shortest men in the world. He stands at just 81 centimeters. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's due to. Yeah, this is because he's, he's Amish. Uh, and oh it says, God. according to Vern, they never treated me any differently than my other average size siblings. I used to have cre Oh, I, oh my God. I thought this said I used to have crazy wood. I literally <laughs> thought, because, like, also, you know, like, I mean, you had the sex tape and everything else. You used no. to have to carry wood, feed the cows and pigs and farm animals. Um, That's so weird, Let's man. see if there's any other really good ones. There's ones about homicide, but we know this. Rape, yeah, we know this. Horse and buggy DWIs. <laughs> you, can get a, you can get a horse and buggy DWI. Um, Amish Madoff. So there was like a Amish version of a, his name is a Judge Benita Pearson hmm. or Monroe Beachy. Monroe Beachy was his name. Oh, they have faceless dolls. Well, that's chill. Um, oh, exactly why this is the case is up for debate, but it would seem to be in line with the Amish belief that humans should not make graven images and that only God can make people. A faceless doll indicates that all children are the same in God's eyes. They're not. Wow. Look at us. Look at the three of us. We're making a living off podcasting. Clearly, we're not all equal. They have, <laughs> we're not they have in puppy God's mills. They what? Puppy mills. Oh, no. And they have an exploding population. A lot of things they explode. How do they explode? <laughs> is that inbreeding? Uh, probably. Cool. When I, um, my grandma actually used to live in that part of Pennsylvania. No way. So when I visited uh, the last few times before she passed away, I noticed that the horse and buggies had the like construction like reflector lights like that yeah. you wear like on your bike. Like but don't it, fucking hit us. Yeah, yeah. Should? But it's on their horse and buggy because they have to ride with regular cars Those for all the horses. Yeah. Like competing with regular cars in Pennsylvania. They make good bread, right? Am I right? They make good like I thought they, they make good fireplaces. They make great donuts yeah. and cookies and all those things. Wait a minute. Here's a fun fact about the beard. So looking at an Amish man, you can tell if he's married or not just by his beard. An Amish man begins growing his beard, though not his mustache. They're not allowed immediately after his wedding. You're a reverse Amish, Stephen. Reverse Amish. Wow. Reversing Amish. We have to uh, post that. We have to post that picture of you looking like Charles Manson. Yeah. Um, I have to pee so bad. Okay, well, we'll just wrap it up then. You guys keep going. No, that's it. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. Wags is done. I'm done. Glendale Glass is coming to fix my screen. Georgia, thank you so much for being here. Thank Steven. you, Molly. Steven. Steven, all right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes, Acast, or wherever you're listening to this right now. 
Want to help support the show? We've got a Patreon for that. Patreon.com slash M-M-I-S-W-P. If you can't donate but still want to help, we always appreciate a five-star review in the iTunes store with some kind words or passing this podcast on to your friends. You can find all of our social media pages and keep up with our ranking system by visiting mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Thank you to our producers, Stephen Ray Morris and Nicole Matthew, and of course you for going on this weird journey with us. Until next time, I'm Molly McAleer. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.